the world's most exciting podcast, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I'm Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation podcast, home of borders, language, and culture. Hear my new podcast each week as I speak with top guests from around the world. Right now, we have over 700 shows in our library featuring interviews with world leaders, scientists, faith teachers, and more, including President Donald Trump, Prime Minister of Israel Ehud Barak, Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, Jerry Falwell, and so much more conversations and commentary you cannot find anywhere else. Other guests have included Samuel Cohen, the father of the neutron bomb, Breitbart's Alex Marlowe, the great author Peter Schweitzer, Colonel Douglas McGregor. Be here or be nowhere. The Savage Nation podcast. Catch the Michael Savage podcast on all podcast platforms every Tuesday and every Friday. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now, and you can support this show, and you can strike back against cancel culture as you know like us mike lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob by purchasing from my pillow not only are you helping this show you're fighting back against cancel culture my pillow isn't in the big box stores anymore so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using code word jerry This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, that was disappointing. I dropped uh, five grand on a couple tickets to take me and my date to Chris Rock. And, uh, you know, it was funny. It was Chris Rock, but uh, spent very little time on... uh, on the on the uh, Will Smith situation, I, I can't. I, I don't understand why a guy like Chris Rock, who is brilliant, who is smart, who is quick, who is quick on his feet, can't just ad lib and say, "Okay, I got a whole thing written, but I'm going to talk about Will Smith for 20 minutes." He did not do it. I did not go. I'm lying. I, I'm too cheap to to spend. the 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 last price I saw was 500 bucks a seat on the secondary market for a show last night, probably in the last row. I didn't even look, but I'm not spending a thousand dollars and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, some people did. And, uh, we got some reviews. We got, uh, our reporter Ironhead outside the theater right now. How was it? How was it? Ironhead? I'm actually just trying to get in. Oh yeah. You're looking to scalp a couple of tickets. I'm, I'm, I don't think people will be <clears throat> rushing to the theater to, you know, with bags full of cash to get, uh, tickets from scalpers today after reports from last night that Chris Rock did not get into it. We not only have some uh, man on the street interviews for people leaving the theater, we got sound. Some beauty snuck his phone in. I know they are pretty strict with this, uh, uh, but somebody got their phone in and sold the sound or sold the video to the New York Post. And we're not buying it. We're stealing it. We'll play you that. Bruce Willis, a very sad story out of Hollywood. Bruce Willis uh, has a uh, affliction, a neurological, maybe I got it too, uh, a brain situation, which I've never heard of, but it sounds really sad. And uh, I guess now we know why Bruce Willis was cramming every possible movie into the last two years. I'm going to give you the rundown of what Bruce Willis has been doing and in as this situation with his mental state worsened, and I guess, you know, I can't blame him for, for grabbing 
as much money as he could, but I never heard or seen any of these movies. Bruce Willis is a huge star, and he was just going there and doing a scene, doing two scenes, spending a day at a movie, getting his name on the credits and making a couple million bucks. And uh, good for him, I guess, but uh, it sounds like it's all over for Bruce Willis, which is kind of sad. And it's all over for Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady is amazing. Tom Brady, as I said, greatest player ever, greatest quarterback, greatest clutch player. And now he's the uh, uh, greatest assassin ever, as he puts two in the hat to Bruce Arians. As I tweeted, he kicked him down the elevator shaft and didn't leave a print. (laughs) Said on an Instagram post that uh, it was great working with you, Bruce. You're a great man. I love you. But uh, sorry, I don't have a lot of time left, and I'm not wasting it with you. So Bruce Arians uh, is out. Tom Brady is in, and it just makes things more fascinating. Everything Brady does is fascinating. He is, you, you mentioned Tiger Woods as the great needle mover. I would put Tiger at number two. Tom Brady is the greatest needle mover, greatest everything. But now we get to watch him after he got his coach fired, or I should I say reassigned, uh, and uh, um, um, Todd Bowles uh, ascends to the head coaching position. But let's be honest, we know who is running that franchise, and that would be Tom Edward Patrick Brady II, and we'll be keeping an eye on that. And uh, so we got more on Disney. Disney, uh, uh, they got they got new rules at Disney. They got to change the name. They got to change the announcements. They got to change everything because they have completely crumbled, completely collapsed under pressure from the woke mob. And I'm, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm excited. CNN Plus starts. CNN Plus. I got to get my. Uh, get a, I got to get. I got to sign up. I got to get my subscription because I can't tell you how excited I am to watch Chris Wallace. I mean, talk about a draw. Hell, here, here on the Callahan Show. If you sign up, if you subscribe. You get Ironhead. Hey. I'd rather listen to Ironhead than Chris Wallace, but uh, that's me. That's me. We'll see how it goes for Chris, and we'll tell you uh, it ain't. It hasn't even started yet, as far as I know, and they're already laying people off. That's how well it's going for CNN+. Plus. We will give you the details on that and a whole lot more. Today's Callahan Show brought to you by DCU. Why do DCU members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better is with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance, zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking insured by NCUA membership required. I'm just going to say everything is, everything is going Chris Rock's way. I wasn't sure on Sunday night how this would all unfold. I thought there'd be a great split uh, among the masses. People would be saying, Oh, he Chris Rock deserved that. He made fun of Baldy over there and, you know, I don't blame uh, Will Smith. I it didn't it isn't going that way. Everybody understands that this was uh, not just inappropriate. It was it was criminal. I understand Will Smith is not going to face charges. He is facing a severe punishment from the academy, and the pressure's on for them to suspend him and all that. Uh, and they will. But uh, Chris Rock is the only one that acted like an adult. He's the only one who is not to blame for anything. Not at all. It was a completely innocuous, harmless joke. Uh, Will Smith has issues as Jim Carrey said yesterday. And he, Jim Carrey, we gave him credit. He stepped up. He wasn't uh, afraid of the, the power of Will Smith or, or the whoever in Hollywood, he just came out and said, spoke his mind, said the truth. Will Smith has issues. We've gone over this. Will Smith has issues. He should be taking this up with his, with his therapist or, you know, his priest or whoever I was, isn't he a Scientologist or whatever? Yeah, he should be taking it up with Maybe. whoever in his church. Cause it's all on him. There's a man who could not control himself. It's all his fault. I was happy that Chris Rock was kind of, was coming to Boston first of all, which is pretty cool. A lot of news media, national news media was rolling into town yesterday. They had all the cameras outside the Ritz when, when Chris Rock checked in and then when he got out of that big van at the Wilbur 
by the way, the Ritz to the Wilbur, I haven't pasted off, is about one-tenth of a mile. And I'm not sure if anyone said, Chris, you could walk, and he didn't want to walk. Although he had plenty of security around him, but that would have been a better video if he was walking surrounded by security to the uh, uh, to the theater. But he looked dour. He had his hat down and everything. But apparently he changed. He wore all white. He looked like uh, Chris Rock up there on stage. He looked like he was ready to ready to roll and do his thing. The problem is that everybody, all 1,086 people in the theater and everybody around the world was looking forward to, was hoping that uh, Chris Rock would spend some time on the situation. And I kind of blame him. I I kind of, I, I, I feel like he let us all down. And I'll tell you why, that this was an extremely receptive audience. Not only were they Chris Rock fans, but they, all were on his side and they were all blaming Will Smith and they all wanted to hear him speak from the heart. Tell how, talk about how pissed he is. By the way, I'm, you know, just reading, just reading from watching from afar. I think he's pissed. I think he's, I don't think he's going to sue, but I don't think he's going to be all giggly on Oprah with Will Smith. We, we, uh, somebody asked that Sunday night or in Monday into Monday, they said, will those two appear you know, on the couch with Oprah or with uh, whoever, Colbert, kiss and make up. Will they make some kind of appearance together? That ain't happening. In my, uh, from what I can see, Chris Rock and people around him are not happy. They they know he's the victim and they don't, you know, he's not just going to laugh it off because as Jim Carrey said, this video lasts forever. This is permanent Chris Rock is a legendary comedian and he's been in movies and he's a huge star, but the first line of his obit, if he died tomorrow would be the guy who got slapped on stage at the Oscars in front of billions of people. That, that probably doesn't sit well with Chris Rock that he has been tarnished. He's been tainted forever by Will Smith so I, I think the reason he didn't joke or laugh about it is because he's not laughing about it. He's pissed. And he said last night, and we can play it, he said to the audience that he will at some point talk about it and it will be serious and funny. When does a comedian ever promise to do something serious? When it, I mean, you don't, they don't do that. That's just not, even if they do do some serious commentary on the world. That's not what they, what they advertise. Look at me. I'm going to talk about whatever the situation in Ukraine. They don't, they might do it, but they're not going to, they're not going to promote it. They're not going to, their fans aren't going to be excited about it. Last night, uh, Chris Rock said he would talk about it and it would be serious and it would be funny. And I, I believe him when he gets around to it, when he has the time to write it, here's my problem. He had two days. I mean, three days. This happened Sunday. His show was Wednesday. You can't write 10 minutes of material, 15 minutes of material in three days. You're flying across the country. Believe me, I've written a lot on on planes. It's a pretty conducive situation. You're trapped on a plane for six hours. You can't write 10 minutes of jokes for a captive, adoring audience. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not... I'm not blaming him for anything here. It's uncomfortable at the situation Will Smith put him in, but I think he owed it to his fans to give him a little more than uh, what he did last night to say, how was your weekend? That, that's lame. I'm sorry. That's lame. He could have done better. Well, this is going to easily be the most watched standup, uh, you know, bit ever when it comes out. So he's probably yeah. going to make sure it's perfect before it starts leaking. Well, yeah, and maybe it's a, whatever, a Netflix special at some point. It sure would sell. It sure would attract a lot of eyeballs, but uh, you're outside the theater now. It's kind of calm. It's early morning or mid morning, whatever it is. And uh, last night the place was buzzing. There were cameras, there were just vans everywhere, people everywhere. And a lot of gawkers, a lot of voyeurs who wanted to just be in the orbit of Chris Rock. The crowd outside the Ritz to watch him check in his hotel was bizarre. Uh, But I do believe even if you had the ticket in advance and you didn't pay, you know, 500 or a thousand bucks, if you got it for a hundred bucks, even, even then you've kind of felt, you felt lucky. You were there, you were at the place to be, especially the first show. I can't. And people did say afterwards, he was great. He was funny. He was Chris rock, but everybody could feel the tinge of disappointment 
that he didn't go off on Chris Rock on, on Will Smith. But let's uh, you want to play the yeah, let's play Chris. Let's play the segment, the little snippet that somebody took on their camera on their phone, which was supposed to be locked. But some outlaw, some bandit took a little video and I believe sold it to the New York Post. Do we think that's what happened? Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, so the New York Post got the hold of this clip, and then uh, they posted it. It's nothing. I mean, I'm sure there's no big legal problem here. Just a little tease. And then we'll play the reaction of people coming out of the theater. But let's first listen to Chris Rock live on the stage at Wilbur Theater last night. That's it. Um, that's it. And if you have, if you're not looking at it on locals, we uh, he's in a white. He's in all white, and I guess the only big stage effect is the light is on him, and the shadow behind him is a huge, huge shadow of him, and it appears to be it. No great lights or smoke shows or big neon signs. It sounds almost uncomfortable. Like he doesn't know what to say. Three days later, he's still not sure what to say. But as I said. He could say anything. He's Chris Rock and they'll laugh. That must be a real good feeling to know that you can come out and there might be one heckler in the place, but 98% of the people will laugh hysterically. It's like being in, you know, Jimmy Kimmel or, or Stephen Colbert's audience. They don't, they don't do anything funny anymore, but they have a bunch of uh, you know lemmings who'll just fake laugh. I'm not saying they're fake laughing, but they are dying to laugh at anything Chris Rock says. So, you don't have to worry about getting laughs. He's going to get laughs. I think he owed those people, you know, five minutes. How's that? Five minutes of, uh, of material, one or two jokes. We are left to make our own decision. When you hear that, when you see him, don't you get the sense that he's pissed, that he's yeah. seething, that, that he knows Will Smith just, just put this, you know, this big scarlet S on his forehead for a slap. You got slapped, bitch slapped in front of the world for no fault, no fault of your own. Nothing you did wrong. Will Smith, this total dick just did that to you. And now you have the burden, even though it's nice to sell out all your shows and everybody's interested to hear what you have to say. It still seems hard to believe that I, and lots of people briefly, you know, for me, it was just, whatever, a half an hour on Sunday night, thought it was all staged, that it had to be all staged. Doesn't it seem ridiculous when you look back that we actually <laughs> thought that might have been, that thing might have been scripted? I mean, yeah. why would every, and that's one when I came to the conclusion finally that there's no way in hell is that I kept coming back to the question, what does Chris Rock get out of it? And now we know this was obviously not scripted and Chris Rock was, uh, Chris Rock is totally uh, shocked by it and ambushed by it and, now we know Will Smith is a total asshole, but Hey, uh, that was show one. I don't know, maybe one or two, but he had two last night. He's got two tonight, two more on, on, uh, on Friday, six shows. And then I think he goes, uh, I know he goes on tour. He's on tour, but at some point he has to write a, a little riff, something right. He has to write something on this. And I don't know if it'll be his true feelings or if it'll just be funny or whatever, but uh, I guarantee you, he every, already, he already started doing that. He just wants it to be perfect because it's going to go everywhere. But everybody shows up expecting, you know, this is right now. This the big, I mean, everybody who went felt lucky to be there. Everyone who went said, I'm at the epicenter of the universe tonight. Oh, look at all those cameras. Look at all those people. Everybody is fired up. Mm and uh, dying to hear what he has to say. And then you go home and you say, man, nah. there was one person. And I saw two reports from, uh, uh, from Fox. Uh, Lawrence Jones is up here reporting live. 
And um, I don't know if it's in this, in this package, but he had a bunch of man on the street interviews. And one woman said that she didn't like the fact that he was uh, the gender norms. He had, she didn't appreciate the gender norms that he was using. I'm saying the what? That's the point we've reached, and we'll get to Disney. We'll get to all these other whacked-out people. People are losing their minds. But someone went to Chris Rock, walked out, and said, I didn't appreciate that he didn't use the right, I don't know, gender norms. In the middle of the package of all these people saying how excited they were to watch Chris Rock. But we got a bunch of people who walked out or who left, and most of them were pretty happy with the performance. But I'm going to say they felt a little disappointed that he didn't rip the Flesh off of Will Smith's bones. That's what they were hoping for. And so was I. But uh, let's listen to these people who uh, stumbled out of the show last night. What they think of everything? Hey, good morning, Todd and Ashley. So uh, he started out the, the the set by essentially saying, how was your weekend? Obviously alluding to what happened at the Oscars. He did say, as you said, Ashley, that at some point he's going to address it. But at this time, he just wanted to tell some jokes. So what did the folks that attended it think about that? Take a look. What did you think about the performance? It was excellent. I've been a fan for a lot of years, and he did every he did as good as I could have ever hoped and it's my first time going to a comedy comedy show and seeing Chris Rock you know my childhood hero it was beautiful the old Chris Rock doesn't change he's the best best of the best what do you think about his response to Will Smith you know he didn't he didn't want to talk about it which is fair do you think that was the right route to go not even addressing it really he said he wanted more time to process yeah you know I mean I, I can't get in his head I thought that that uh, I had to respect his decision he didn't entertain the BS he did his set that he'd been planning for months and he was a class act do you think he should have took some time to address it more or do you think him sticking to his regular routine was the best way I mean, that's what we really came here for, you know, to hear if he was going to say anything. But at the end of the day, we really just came for a show at the end, and that's what he said. Like, I just want to do a show, and it was understandable. I think all the hype that was built up around him made it even a better show, regardless of the fact that he didn't talk about it. It made him, I think he had a better energy. I think he had a great, you know, he great interaction with the audience. It was awesome. Yeah, think about the performance. I thought he did a really good job. I think he did a really good job. It was great. I'm with the AAAC. It's the uh, alopecia advocates against comedy. <laughs> okay. Love Chris Rock. Pro Chris Rock. We love the rock. Oh, well, I, I didn't see that one coming. The alopecia against comedy. That's good. See, I think they all had mixed emotions. They didn't want to dump on Chris, but they all sounded, to me, disappointed. They were all dying to hear what he had to say. But I guess we should have assumed maybe assume that because as you point out when he does it it's going to be the biggest deal in the world mm. and he's he's in front of a thousand people in boston maybe he just said i'll get to it and when i do i want to cash in maybe i want to do it in front of a you know whatever a stadium full of people and i want to do it in front of the hbo or netflix cameras and yeah i'm not he, gonna waste it on these dummies in boston like like you like i, I said he doesn't he also gonna, just doesn't want it to be subpar it needs to be a home run has to be yeah and i guess if you're uh if you're him you're saying just spend five minutes but i'll say that he could have done better than how was your weekend could have could have come up with a could have come up with one or two little zingers about like I said, yesterday, could have, could have come out and made fun of a bald guy in the audience. That would have brought the house down, just did a couple of shots at the first bald guy he sees. I'm guessing, you know, he was at the Wilbur in Boston. I'm guessing there were one or two bald guys in the audience. Could have uh, could have done that, should have done that, but I won't hold it against him. Uh, quick, before we move on, some, some more developments. Will Smith, we learned uh, learned yesterday, was asked to leave he was asked to leave by the uh, president of the Academy, David Rubin, and the CEO, Don Hudson. He refused. Now, initially, I said, I understand why they didn't drag him out in handcuffs and, you know, with six cops. It probably wouldn't be a good look if he resisted and they started bumbling him. <laughs> in this day and age, you know, six cops, all white guys, and they start beating up Will Smith. They probably wanted to avoid that. But... 
as I said, Sunday, uh, Monday morning and yesterday, I said, Will Smith, the one thing we've learned is an asshole, right? Will Smith is an egotistical, arrogant asshole. Uh, they ask him to leave. He says no. And they go, okay, well, okay, we'll go now. That isn't how it usually works. When someone is asked to leave, they have to leave. There's cops, there's security. You got to leave. So they ask this dink, you know, we, you know, would you like come with us? And he said, no. And they said, okay, we'll let you leave. We'll let you stay for your standing ovation. We'll let you stay to get your first Academy Award and make a speech, fake crying and everything. We'll let you steal the thunder from all these people that won awards and all these people, all these movies that are, we're supposed to be celebrating. We'll let you continue to make it all about you. And they did. So I think that adds to the sentence. You know, if I'm the sentencing judge, I go, wait a second. They, you stormed the stage, you assaulted another celebrity. You sat back down, you started yelling like a, like a moron at Adam. And then when they asked you to leave, you said no. Yeah. I don't know what the sentence is going to be. I don't know when we're going to find out, but I hope they add a few, a few weeks to the sentence because that is another dick move by another dick. And you know what? He's, he apologized on Instagram and it was like the fourth paragraph in to, to Chris Rock. And when you think about it, that's not enough. He's the Chris Rock is the guy he has to apologize to first and foremost, not the other nominees, not the Academy, not the audience. It's the guy you slapped. He's yeah. the guy you were, you embarrassed. That's the most important thing. He buries the apology in the Instagram post and that's it. We don't have audio. We don't have him actually apologizing to Chris Rock, which he really has to do. And I assume he will do because he's obviously tainted with this as well. And he has to, uh, live the rest of his life as the asshole that couldn't control himself at the Academy Awards. It was obviously a historic moment, but you know, like next year he won't be allowed to go. And there was a movie. I don't know what it is. A movie that allegedly is supposed to be good that he's the lead in that he was going to get nominated for that's out. So him and he will pay a price as well. He should. And by the way, so should his wife, his wife who said beforehand that it doesn't bother her when people talk about her hair. She loves her bald head and then gives her husband a look like, go get him. And her pathetic husband was just trying to, you know, satisfy, just trying to make his uh, crazy sometimes wife happy. He's sick but, of seeing uh, used condoms in his bathroom. That's not his. That's oh, you know, I mean, she, she, what does she do? How does that work? I'd love to know no idea. the details. Uh, you don't have an open marriage? No, I don't. <laughs> nope. No, no. I mean, honest to God. So you say like on a Friday night, Saturday night, you're at the you're at the Smith household, the Smith mansion. I'm sure I've seen it. It's probably, you know, forty million dollar mansion in in uh, Beverly Hills or you know, maybe they're at their beach house in Malibu and they're not doing much. TV's on, they're eating pizza, and she says, I'm going out tonight, honey. And then ding dong, the bell rings and someone takes her out for a date. How does that work? Do you still sneak around and say, yeah, I'm just going to the gym. And then you come home and she, where were you? Uh, or do you actually say, I got a date tonight. You know, we're going to the, we're to go to the movies and we're going to dinner and you go out with, you know, some strange guy and he says, that's cool. I mean, let's be honest. It's totally unnatural. That's why, you know, these people have issues. That's why, you know, they're all screwed up because you couldn't do that. And, and, and be happy. You couldn't do that and be really in love. You couldn't say, yeah, I got a date. I'm going out with this chick. Oh, how's it going with her? Oh, great. We're hitting it off. Great. You know, we're thinking of going to Cabo for the weekend. It's just, it's just unnatural. It's just uh, not like, uh, not how a normal human behaves. It's how you know that both of them belong in therapy. Oh, they're probably in therapy, but screw them. I think the, the two, these two make me, Oh, we got Will Smith. This is Will and Jada Pinkett Smith house. Yeah, it's huge. I guess. I guess you don't have to go on a date. You could just go to the East Wing. Yeah, and there's probably you know movie theaters in every corner of this house, and you go, you know, with your boy. So, so, so Will does Will Smith like have some chick come over and he takes her down to some you know whatever, some down to the gym, down to the theater room. 
you know, out on the patio while his wife is in a different part of the house. Look at this insane. See, it looks if, like Brady's house. Yeah. If you look at the top left, it looks like there's a guest house. That's probably where they leave oh. the, uh, where the adultery happens. Cool. It's in that you know, house. So you get the adultery room, but yeah. they get, each have their, I mean, you don't want to sleep in the same bed as your wife does when she's banging, you know, uh, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I mean, what is, I know she went out with her son's friend. But who else does Jada Pickett go out with? I have to keep up. I have to you know, read up on this. Who does Will Smith go out with? And wouldn't you sit there and say, who are you with last night? It just seems so creepy. Will Smith probably but, get whoever he wants. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I don't know, but like uh, famous people? Does, do we do we like read? Is it, you know, they're like to the uh, National Enquirer, the, the Globe. Do they have stories about who Will Smith is dating on the side while he's married? Just so ridiculous. These people are creepy and weird and obnoxious. And I'm glad Will Smith will be uh, embarrassed forever. We're waiting on the, the the sentence. I am encouraged by the number of people who've spoken out. Like we played Jim Carrey yesterday. He was great. Wanda Sykes and Amy Schumer. I mean, Amy Schumer says she's like traumatized. I hate her. And, uh, Wanda Sykes. I mean, I, I hate them all. Wanda Sykes went on with Ellen. So it's just gross that they let him say. That's the word she came up with. Yeah, they let him stay after that and let him get his award. It's just gross. A lot of people have turned on Will Smith, which is yeah. good. They should. They yeah. should. But uh, we will uh, see what happens. we got four more shows in Boston for um, for Chris Rock. I don't think they're quite going for a premium anymore. Maybe maybe people now that you know they, they, they saw this and they don't want to miss it and they want to be part of history. Um uh, text, uh, texter cute. What is the, what is the, this texter's name? Uh, cute, but sassy girl, cute, yeah. but sassy girl says, will Smith's children are weird. I suspect she felt ignored or he cheated first, probably, but so what then split up unless yeah. he's struggling in the bedroom. That could be too. But the idea that you're, you know, you're married and in love and devoted to each other while, well, you know, Saying I'm, you got a couple girls, a couple broads on the side is is ludicrous. We don't, no one buys that. You're obviously not happily married. Uh, I mean, maybe in Hollywood, there's so many sycophants that they tell them, "Oh, that's great, that's healthy, that's wonderful." You two, you know, don't don't get never get bored. You know, you have plenty of plenty of action on the side, but everyone knows it's absurd that they're not really in love, that they're not really devoted to each other. Everybody, no honest person thinks an open marriage can actually work, but I don't want to go off on that. Yeah, I don't the, want to go. The best joke um, I saw about, about this whole thing was uh, someone said, just to calm Will Smith down, they gave him a trophy of his wife <laughs> talking about the Oscar. <laughs> and I thought, as I said, and many of you know, to, uh, to uh, smooth things over, you know, he just let Chris Rock sleep with his wife that night. You know, I don't know if Chris took him up on that, but that'd be nice. I mean, Maybe Will Smith is such a cuck that he wants to hear, like the next day, how'd it go, Jada? Uh, who are you with? Oh, Jason Momoa last night. Ooh, what was it like? I, I don't, what did he do? Uh, I mean, maybe that's what he gets off on. You see the in the porn movies. I've heard there are porn movies where guy watches a, another guy do his wife, and that's how he gets off. Maybe that's what Will Smith is into. You know? Yeah. Probably. Probably. I don't know how else it makes any sense. Well, but, if it's not by choice, you know, it's by force. You know, a couple of stars who split up and still get along and it looks like a healthy, healthy family life is uh, Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. Their relationship, their, their, their family thinks took a tragic turn yesterday with Bruce Willis. And uh, I don't want to say things took a tragic turn in Tampa, but another Bruce, bad news for another Bruce. Bruce Arians got whacked, got kicked down the elevator shaft by Tom Brady. We'll get into that and uh, we still have our Tiger tracker. We're still not sure if he's playing. But we'll give you the latest on uh, Disney, what Disney's doing. They're, good. They're, they're just no, there's no place on earth more woke. And uh, we'll, we'll tell you how, just how crazy things have gotten down at Disney. And CNN Plus, things aren't going well for them. We'll get into all that after I tell you about, what do I got here? Nord? Uh, Nord, Pass Nord Pass and Elysium. Oh, good. Nord Pass and Elysium. We love Nord Pass, and we love Elysium. And then we'll uh, tell you about the sad Bruce Willis situation. I do use your Facebook account to log into every new website application or eShop because it's faster and easier. Have you ever wondered what could happen if your Facebook account is hacked? Well, we know. Let me tell you. Hackers 
would get a free shot at all your accounts that are linked to Facebook. We're not even talking about leaking your personal information, credit card details, and delivery address. There are more serious crimes that could happen to you, such as identity theft, crimes committed under your name, loans under your name, etc. NordPass can help you avoid these situations. NordPass is more than a password manager. It's the essential cybersecurity tool that makes everyone's life easier and safer. It's a simple, easy to use and very secure password manager created by cybersecurity experts and trusted by more than 14 million users worldwide. Here on the Callahan Show, we use NordPass to keep our online accounts secure and to access all of our passwords in one secure and convenient place. This has been a critical tool for all the members of the show to collaborate effectively, saving us time and effort every day. You can have NordPass on your computer and smartphone so you never have to worry about forgetting a password again. You can also store your credit card and personal details securely on NordPass, making online shopping far easier. All right, here's the deal. You get 50% off your two-year plan plus one month free with code Jerry Callahan. That's my whole name, Jerry with a G, Jerry Callahan. That's 50% off on the two-year plan plus one month free with code word Jerry Callahan. Get NordPass today. Hi, let me tell you about Basis by Elysium Health. It's the most trusted source for NAD supplementation. Their product, Basis, is clinically proven to increase levels of NAD by 40% safely and sustainably. Elysium is unlike any other healthcare company I've seen, and they're at the forefront of NAD supplementation. They have dozens of the world's best scientists working with them, and eight of them are Nobel Prize winners. NAD is found in every single cell of your body, and it's responsible for creating energy and regulating hundreds of cell functions. But the body doesn't have an endless supply of NAD. In fact, levels decline as you age. Lifestyle stressors such as lack of sleep, intense exercise, unbalanced diet, and overexposure to the sun also deplete NAD levels. Decreased NAD levels are linked to faster biological aging and can slow down vital body functions. Many basis customers report experiencing higher energy, less fatigue, and more satisfying workouts. What does it do? Well, it replenishes youthful levels of NAD up to 40%. It activates sirtuins, that are also known as longevity genes, to promote healthy aging. It supports energy and metabolism at the cellular level and helps maintain healthy DNA. It supports recovery from workouts. It reduces general tiredness, fatigue, and general health and wellness. Recent studies confirm the superior safety of the NRE in basis when compared to other NAD supplements, underscoring the company's rigorous commitment to research and quality. All right, here's the important part. We got a special offer for our listeners. Go to trybasis.com slash Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, and enter code Jerry at checkout to save 10% off basis prepaid plans as well as other Elysium Health supplements. That's trybasis.com. Dot com slash Jerry. I'd have to be honest. I never heard of aphasia. I feel like I should have. It's a neurological disorder. We found out yesterday, Bruce Willis, one of the biggest movie stars of all time is uh, suffering from this affliction, which um, affects the brain and it uh, makes it hard to remember lines, it makes it hard to speak uh, clearly, coherently. Maybe this is something our president's struggling with right now. Maybe we'll find out. But Bruce Willis uh, is stepping back, stepping down from uh, acting. And when you read up, you realize why. It sounds brutal what he's, you know, uh, they, they came up with a statement. Uh, I think it was his daughter, Rumor, on Instagram that said their father had some health issues and it would be stepping back, would be retiring from acting. And everybody said, what the hell is aphasia? Aphasia is uh, impacting his cognitive abilities, said the statement. Uh, Willis is stepping away from his career that has meant so much to him. Aphasia is uh, typically occurs suddenly after a stroke or head injury, according to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, it can gradually occur from a slow-growing brain tumor or disease that causes progressive permanent damage. That sounds brutal, which means he's there, he's out, he's you know present, he's talking, he just can't 
put his thoughts together. It doesn't affect your intelligence. You know what's going on. You just can't put it into words or remember things or comprehend things as as clearly as you w- once did. Uh, people with aphasia may speak in short, incomplete sentences and speak in sentences that don't make sense. Substitute one word for another or one sound for another. Speak unrecognizable words and not understand other people's conversations or write sentences that don't make sense. That sounds brutal for anybody, for an actor. It means, you know, you just, it's time to go, time to leave the stage. He's 67 years old, as, and we know all the, you know, Die Hard and Sixth Sense and, of course, Pulp Fiction. Um, I had heard somebody mentioned that it makes sense now what he done what he'd done the last two years that he just tried to cram in as many movies as he could into his last uh, you know while he could still let me get it up here while he could still uh, remember lines and recite lines and apparently he was a gradual process and he was struggling to. Um, to do his lines, to do his job. So I look up his, uh, I am, uh, ID. IMDB. 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 I feel like I've got that problem too. I can't get the letters straight in the last two years. And I'm not even talking two years. It's two twenty, and a year in, in 15 months, according to IMDB, he has been in Bruce Willis. And normally when it's a star, you're saying, I could uh, remember the movies he's made when it's a big star. He's made, let me see, did I just count this up? In the last two years, you want to guess how many movies he's made, Craig? Uh, Twelve. Try 18. Oh, my God. <laughs> 18. I'm going to wow. read you them, and you could tell me how many, uh, which you've heard of or seen. Okay. Since 20, This is just from 2021 and 2022. Cosmic Sin, Mm-mm. Midnight in the Switchgrass, Out of Death, Survive the Game, Apex, Deadlock, Fortress, American Siege, Gasoline Alley, A Day to Die, Vendetta, Fortress, Sniper's Eye, The Wrong Place, Die Like Lovers, Corrective Measures, Wire Room, White Elephant, and Paradise City. That is just since 2021. Now, uh, in the story, the New York Post has a story uh, where uh, about him struggling uh, to do the lines and everything else. And it says uh, that he would get $2 million for like two days work. You know, they would cram in a few scenes. He has a stunt double, a guy that would step in for a lot of the scenes that's been with him for years and does look like him. But, uh, uh, the, in four years, he's churned out 22 movies. This scene says, it seems odd that a guy who has been one of the biggest box office draws in history would be doing this just for the money. Maybe he wanted to just have a, more movies in his, in his bio, but what the hell was he doing? I've never heard. I saw one movie. I don't even know which one it is when I was flipping channels one night and it was some lame cop movie and he was like an alcoholic cop or something typical. I didn't even remember what it was called. I didn't even last. It was boring. It, it looked terrible. And, and I'm thinking, what the hell is he in that for? I mean, isn't he got enough money? Isn't he done enough? But maybe this is how he dealt with his uh, fading mental state. Some people run for president when they're in cognitive <laughs> decline. Other people try to cram as many movies as they can into into their last few years. Here's, here's an amazing thing in the in light of uh, what happened with um, Alec Baldwin. The story says he was on the set of a movie and he shot the gun. He had it the wrong time, freaking everybody out. Mm-hmm. And he did it again. Like he was supposed to say a line and then shoot the gun. Uh, let me see if I could find what movie that was. Uh, there was an incident. Um, and the actress had never heard of her said, uh, oh, it was hard kill two years ago. So this is what fired a gun at the wrong, on the wrong cue. Uh, 
No one was hurt, and the movie's producer disputed that the incident occurred, but the actors and crew were alarmed by the alleged discharge from the fire. Another gun incident occurred on the set of another movie with actress Layla Kent. Oh, it's the same movie. He did it twice, <laughs> playing playing Willis's daughter. Uh, he was supposed to be protecting her, typical Bruce Willis-type movie. And he was shooting the gun at the wrong time, which startled everybody. Here's the bottom. I mean, everybody knew, right? Everybody into the movies, everybody in his life knew what was going on. The public didn't know till this week, but it must've been uncomfortable. I mean, talk about you be in a movie with a guy who's shooting a gun at the wrong time and doesn't remember his lines. They said he required an earwig. Do you know what an earwig is? It's an earpiece yeah. when you don't remember your lines and they just recite them to you. So these 72 movies he's made in the last, you know, three months, they're going to suck. And his part is going to be uncomfortable to watch. You're going to be saying, wow, look at him. He doesn't have all his wits about him. It reminds me, and we've talked about this before. Uh, Minahan and I talked about it on the radio a couple of times. Glenn Campbell, when Glenn Campbell was in his final, whatever years, a couple of years or final year, he was touring and he was doing shows but he couldn't remember anything. He had dementia, but he could still sing and play his guitar and remember the words. He yeah. didn't even know who the band members, his old time band members were. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know what was going on. He was completely in the throes of dementia, Yeah. but he could still sing, which makes you wonder what's his family doing. They're putting him out there. It's not the same here with Bruce Willis, but you ask yourself, what would I do if I knew I only had, so many years left or months left and his job as an actor. And he said, you know, I'm going to do it. Even though these movies are going to suck and my part is not a big deal. They're going to give me 2 million bucks for a weekend. And he did it. And he probably figured who the hell is going to watch all these crappy movies anyway. I mean, everyone's going to remember him for, for die hard or six cents or, or, uh, or pulp fiction, but tears of the sun gets slept I, on a lot. What? Tears of the Sun. People forget about that one. Tears, too. I forget about that too. Here's uh, what do I got here? I got the the biggest box office stars ever in history. There's some dispute. I got a couple different lists, but I'm going to go with this one from um, from the numbers. We got the box office. We got the movies. The average. And this is deceiving because a lot of guys are like, you know, their voice in a cartoon or they're in a superhero movie, which doesn't count. But number one box office star ever. I like this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Do you, you want to guess? Of all time? No, of the last week and a half. Yes, of all time. Um, Al Pacino? Co- Co-starred, not even, I don't even think Pacino, I don't even know. Let me try to find Pacino on this list. Pacino, Pacino, Pacino. This was, Robert De Niro's number 40. Oh, so you're, you're not thinking, you're not thinking straight. This is not who was uh, the biggest, the best actor or anything. It's, yeah, well, shouldn't Pacino be on here for a, like Godfather or whatever? That's what I'm thinking, uh, yeah. uh, But the biggest star, Samuel L. Jackson. He's uh, okay. number one. I can't even find Pacino on this list. Number two, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, this, this is Samuel this, L. Jackson is five point seven billion. This is domestic box office. I'm sorry, not worldwide. Robert Downey Jr. Two. Number three, I would have never guessed this. Scarlett Johansson. This is all because number, of the uh, superhero yeah, movies, right? Tom Hanks. Number four, Bradley Cooper. Number five, Harrison Ford. Six, Chris Evans. Seven, Tom Cruise. Eight, Chris Hemsworth. Nine. All right, I get to number 10, and I don't know who the hell this is. Maybe you can help me out. Mm-hmm. Zoe Zaldana? <laughs> no idea. Zoe Zaldana is the 10th biggest box office hit. Uh, she's had 15 films. Best known acting roles as in Avengers, of course. Uh. Avengers, Avatar, Guardians of the Galaxy, all these crappy, cartoony movies that I've never seen. I don't know who Zoe Zaldano is, and she's bigger box office hit than, uh, you know, then you got, Oh, Eddie Murphy. Where the hell's uh, Adam Sandler? Uh, number 23 on the list, Bruce Willis, 2.9 billion in 79 movies, 79. That's more than Samuel L. Jackson. He only has 63 movies. 
he made, and there's no one even close. 70, oh, wait a second. Nicolas Cage, 86 movies. But most people have, you know, 25, 30 movies. 79 movies from Bruce Willis. Mm. Uh, 2.9 24th on the list, Adam Sandler. So uh, that is Bruce Willis's story. It is sad. Uh, I don't even want to see all these crappy movies he put out. But uh, what do you got? His net worth, 250 million. So his net worth is 250 million. You know, his kids are all grown. His wife, there. I mean, they're all. He's all set. What the hell is he doing? Crappy movies where he can't remember the lines or when to shoot the gun. I, I don't want to blame his family, but who's? Why is he doing that? Jesus, just walk away with your dignity, Bruce. You're a legend. You're a huge star. Everybody loves Die Hard and Pulp Fiction and many of the movies you made. But God, you made some crap. You know what? All the big stars made crap. Yeah. You know, look at the crap like Matt Damon. Ben Affleck made. Look at the crap uh, um, Nicolas Cage made. There's some Mark Wahlberg's not down at number 32. Wow, I would have had him higher up than that. Uh, Brad Pitt, 42. I guess box office doesn't necessarily mean biggest star out there. No. But uh, so the superhero movies ruin everything. It's just Sylvester Stallone, number 71. I'm not buying this list. Screw that. And Al Pacino's not even on it. So that was a terrible guess by you. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get the Brady. We're gonna get the Brady, and I'm we're gonna pay pay tribute to Brady in his last chapter of his career. Finally, finally shanking a coach he didn't like. Hasn't done he's been around 23 years. First time he's <laughs> ever first time he's ever kicked the coach down the stairs, as far as I know. But uh, you know. He's Tom Brady. He's earned the right. But uh, let me get to Shay. Let me tell you about Shay. You know what I'm going to tell you. Shay's got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready for you, ready for you to order and to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase or you're looking for a big spring project, to do that makes sense to improve your home, to upgrade your home. Here it is. Shay has great de designs for any home. You can uh, use con go with the concrete or you can customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Removing a stairs, that's tough. They'll do it. You can sit there in the window and watch as they drag them away and bring in your brand spanking new precast concrete steps. When they're done, you'll have a great looking new entrance to your home. They will add value. This is not an expense. This is an upgrade. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience, and in a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Learn more about their precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. And you know what else you can do while you're there? Look for a job. Shea is hiring. This is a great company, great people. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions available, full-time jobs, career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right. This broke last night. Kind of made me laugh. Uh, Bruce Arians is out and head coach of Tampa of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady released a flowery, you know, the, we're going to miss you coach kind of message on Instagram, congratulating him. It was such vintage Brady. As I said in my tweet, he's the greatest quarterback ever the greatest NFL player, the greatest clutch player, the greatest winner, the greatest underdog story, and the greatest quiet assassin, silent assassin. I said greatest politician because he released a statement which reads like something a politician would say about a, a rival when they passed. You know, like when Ted Kennedy passed, this is what, uh, you know, the Republicans who hated him probably would post or say, you know, oh, it's gonna, we're going to miss you, coach. Great, great. No, good luck in retirement. There's zero doubt that if Bruce, that if Tom Brady wanted Bruce Arians around, he would still be around. Bruce Arians is announcing his retirement in late March. Here's how you know. This is from the, uh, let me find the report. This is from the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Rick Stroud, the beat guy down there, longtime beat guy. He tweeted out last night that Tom Brady was, quote, informed of Bruce Arians' plan to step down and Todd Bowles would succeed him either the same day or the day after he announced he was ending his retirement. As we all know, Brady retired for 40 days and 
came back and it was a big deal. And you know, it's what Trump, Tom Brady does. He makes news. He, he's, uh, the, he, he likes when all the focus is on him and Arian's decision to step down mm-hmm. was the same day Brady came back. Now you're going to, I mean, are they going to sit there? The, the owner, the, whatever the uh, Arians, Bulls, Brady agents, are they really going to say it was just a coincidence? Are they really going to try to convince us that Bruce just decided it was time to step back? He's not even quitting. He's going to the front office. And I'm not sure. The only question I have is, did Brady hand select Todd Bowles? Because obviously he's a logical, he's a former head coach. He's a coordinator. He's been around. He's a known quantity. And he ascends to the throne my guess is Brady gives this a stamp of approval because he's going to not mess with Brady. Brady is going to do what Brady wants. Brady's the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, and the assistant head coach all rolled into one. Things are going to be done the way Brady wants them done. And if you're the owner, you know, if you're the GM, you're saying, let's ride, you know, with the greatest ever for at least one more year. And Bruce Arians is old and unhealthy anyway, could keel over any minute and croak on the sideline. Yeah, he's always got that Darth Vader thing on his chest. But I think this might actually have to do with uh, how he handled the Antonio Brown thing. Is that possible? Who? Who handled it? With Arians, what he did on the sideline, like basically tell him to leave. Brady didn't enjoy it. I I will find out, but I wouldn't. I don't know about that. I mean, Brady supported, enabled Antonio Brown, but I think he knows Brown is a piece of crap who didn't deserve any, any loyalty or love. And, you know, he burned the bridge pretty, pretty publicly. I don't think there was any way Antonio Brown was going to come back after that stunt, regardless of what Arians said or did to set him off. But we'll find out more. I assume they're going to try, you know, Brady's team will leak out certain things if they have to, but Adam Schefter, Peter King, Mike Florio will be working hard on this. You know, it's whatever it is, late March, early April, it's uh, they, you know this is they're going to be devoted to uh, uh, advancing this story, and I hope they do. But uh, it is amazing when you think about it. Brady and Belichick, two strong-willed, stubborn guys, proud guys, got along or at least tolerated each other for almost twenty years. That is miraculous. I realize they won, but lots of people have won and been unable to to keep it going to sustain their relationship. We've seen it in every sport. You saw it with, you know, who Magic Johnson got his coach fired. Michael Jordan got his coach fired. A lot of the goats, the greats have only so much tolerance for a coach, especially when they are winning. They have a good track record. They think, I know what I'm doing here. I don't need that guy. Brady stuck with Belichick and lots of people, including me ask why they let ever let him go for nothing. They let the greatest player go for nothing. They just let him walk. No trade, no compensation. He just walked. But at the same time, you say they gave each other, they worked together for whatever it is, 19 years. They won six Super Bowls. I think they've earned the right to do things their way at some point. And it's too bad that Brady went to Tampa and won for some other coach, some other franchise. But he earned that right. You can't begrudge him. He wanted to try it with someone else. And now he wants to try it with another head coach because the guy he won with two years ago, for whatever reason, uh, he, he, he's, he's done with him. He moved, they wanted to move on with him. But uh, oh, you don't be interesting. Don't be wild if Brady, the coach he wanted, just what if the coach he wanted, the assistant coach was a white guy? Would there be a big stink saying, oh, he passed over Todd Bowles. Now we have our sixth black head coach. That's six out of 32. That's, I don't know what that one fifth, a little less than one fifth. I mean, I don't know if that's acceptable to Brian Flores, if that's acceptable to uh, Jamel Hill and Bamani Jones. We'll find out. But uh, we now have that's their fourth black head coach in Tampa. So I guess I guess Tampa doesn't have to worry about you know uh, any uh, backlash from the uh, from all the race hustlers out there who do nothing but look at a coach and ask what color is he what races he and uh, I guess this one works but uh, you would wonder if Brady didn't want Bruce Arians to quit wouldn't he bit wouldn't he be pissed wouldn't he be like I don't want to lose my coach you know this is wrong don't step down 
Right. He gave him his blessing, said, good luck in retirement. We're moving on. That's how you know this was a Brady move. And, you know, again, he's earned it. He's earned it. And he's moving on. And he puts even more pressure on himself. He got rid of the coach that won the Super Bowl and got rid of the, and brought in the coach that uh, sucked in his previous uh, uh, job. But we'll see how it goes. A couple more quick things before we go and before I let you get into the show. I think uh, doing an early show. Chris Rock's doing a, a like a lunchtime show just for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Disney. We talked about a lot about this last yesterday. Disney has lost its mind. There's going to be people who just don't won't go to Disney. People canceling Disney Plus. It has become the craziest super woke place in the world. But yesterday we played you the nut job, who's the president of entertainment and has a pansexual kid and wants more pansexual actors in Disney movies, they, they had an announcement. It was one of those other uh, smuggled uh, videos. They made an announcement that they're changing the announcement they make at the park to no longer say boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, because that wouldn't be inclusive enough. Jesus Christ. They're going to call everyone, uh, I don't know, people or dreamers. They're going to call everyone welcome dreamers. Instead of saying welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. By the way, doesn't that count? I mean, if you're whatever, transvest, transitioning, transgender, you're going from boy to girl or man to woman. Don't they, don't they cover, don't they cover that? But apparently it doesn't cover pansexuals. I don't know. So they don't want to say boys and girls, because let's be honest, those are hateful, divisive, divisive terms. Disney has lost it completely. And there's a backlash coming and, you know, good, good. I welcome it. And speaking of backlashes, CNN Plus just started. Um, I don't know why you would waste your money on CNN Plus when you could subscribe to the Callahan show and get a show every Friday, just exclusive show every Friday, just subscribers. Right, naturally. Why do you you want to give your money to CNN Plus? Chris Wallace is the big star. He couldn't couldn't handle life at Fox because, you know, Tucker Carlson would ask, you know, what happened on January 6th or, or... was there some election fraud? Can't have that. Chris Wallace, he's with the the establishment. He's with, you know, the Biden regime. He doesn't, they don't allow questions. So he had to quit, go elsewhere because he just couldn't handle it. So he goes to CNN, the place where, you know, they advanced the Russian hoax theory and every other crazy conspiracy theory over the last five years. He said, quote, I'm fine with opinion, conservative opinion, liberal opinion. But when people start to question the truth, who won the election in 2020? was January 6th in its direction. I found that unsustainable, unsustainable. This clown, I, you can't even, I can't even put into words how much I hate Chris Wallace. This clown <laughs> advanced the Russian hoax theory for four years. This clown questioned the results of the 2016 election, but you question the results of the 2021, you know, with all the mail in bailing drop boxes and all the fraud in Milwaukee and Philadelphia, you question that he quits. Can't handle it. He quits. But the good news is he went to CNN Plus, and CNN Plus is already uh, in trouble. This, uh, where'd it go? The, uh, we got a report from uh, Charles Gasparino at um, uh, Fox News Business. I mean, Fox Business. He's a good reporter. He says, breaking, CNN Plus employees bracing for layoffs as soon as May amid projections of lackluster sales on the streaming channel. CNN employees say new streaming channel could be merged with Discovery Plus unless subscribers subscriptions pick up. Nobody's subscribing. Somehow Chris Wallace and Jamel Hill and Carrie Champion and I think, uh, what's his name, Rex Chapman, somehow they didn't get it done. People still aren't subscribing. I mean, everyone has a limit to the subscriptions, and so many people already subscribe to to, to uh, the Callahan Show on Locals.com that they just don't want to have another bill to pay, so they didn't subscribe, and now they're laying people off at uh, at CNN Plus, and it couldn't happen to a better bunch of... I really hope they, they don't dirt. ruin Discovery Plus because that's one of my favorite apps. Is it? Yeah, I love it. Really? Yeah. What's on it? Why, why, why would, why, what's, what do you watch on Discovery Plus? Uh, there's just like, a like dead, animal like, videos? Like Deadliest Catch or uh, like the, some cooking uh, shows and some I hate, nature I hate shows. shows. Yeah. I hate, I hate cooking shows. I don't mind them sometimes. All right, all right we got to leave it there. We got to leave it there. All right. Thanks to everybody for watching, listening, for texting. I'm sorry I didn't read all the texts. I'm busy doing a show. Craig could do that, but he's uh, 
busy. I, I, I see you. You're like, you're like distracted. What are you doing over in there? I'm at the, uh, looking up uh, stories and comments. Uh, I, I just put them on the screen so I don't have to interrupt. Stories. I don't want to interrupt okay. you when you're going, you know? Uh, no, yeah, no, wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to contribute something, but hey. <laughs> All right. Well, no, that's okay. You pick your spots. You pick your spots. But we'll leave it there for today. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, you, Craig, and uh, glad you enjoyed the the Chris Rock show. Tomorrow, if you'd like to join us, go to Callahan slash dot locals dot com. Callahan slash locals dot com. Callahan slash locals dot com. Correct. I think it's Callahan dot locals dot com. Callahan dot locals. Dot com. That's what it is. Callahan.locals.com. Join us. Subscribers only. It's not uh, It's not free, but it is cheap. And it's much better than CNN Plus or Discovery Plus. All right. Join us. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we will talk to you again tomorrow only on Locals. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.